2: This is the Jack and Nikki Show on 102 WVAQ. Okay, I have the follow-up report you've been waiting for. Of course, I speak of the doppelganger. I'm so excited. Just a quick recap. I was at a store. I was approached by a man who thought I was his buddy, Mike. He was so convinced that when I told him I wasn't Mike, he was shocked and almost tried to argue with me about it. No, you're Mike pretty sure I'm not. Are
1: you sure? Are you sure? And then I discovered, uh,
2: toward the end of this conversation, that Mike works at a nursing home in the area, and I was debating yesterday on the show, hey, should I go find this guy? If he, if he really looks so much like me that one of his best friends is convinced that I am him, this is something I need to see for myself. Yeah. And you guys said, yeah, you should absolutely go and try to find this guy. So on my way home yesterday... I stopped by the nursing home in question, Mm -hmm. and I went looking for Mike. Okay. All right. So first of all, here's how I handled it so as to not terrify the elderly, because that was the concern yesterday on the show. Yeah. Will the elderly be terrified seeing two Mikes, one of them with no pants on? Right. That was also suggested for some reason. I I don't know what's wrong with you people, but anyway, (laughs) I digress. So uh, I pulled up and I walked into the front desk and there were no elderly around. They were all in some other part of the building. It was just the people working there. Okay. So I thought, okay, good. This is my opportunity to handle this without freaking them out. I don't know why we think the elderly are. Just Like They're just like, if they see a guy who looks similar to another guy, they'll they'll panic.
1: Oh, no. Anyway,
2: so I went in, and uh, there's a woman working there at the front desk. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, uh, do you have a guy working here by the name of uh, Mike, by any chance? And she said, I'm not sure. What does he do? And I said, I'll tell you what he does. He looks exactly like me. (laughs) And she said, is that a job? And I said... (laughs) I said, "Yeah, you know what? It, it, kind, it kind of, of is. is. Yeah, <laughs> it, you'd be surprised. It's uh, it's not easy walking oh. around looking like this." And she said, um, "Well, what do you want with him?" And I said, <laughs> "Good
1: question. Good I question. I want to
2: offer him my condolences. Obviously, if he looks exactly like me." And she went, <laughs> "Okay, fair enough." So then <laughs> she checked around. She said, "I don't know of a mic that works here, but let me double check and make sure." I said, "Okay." So she checked around for a second. She came back and she said. There's no Mike here. Oh.
0: Oh. Right?
2: And I said, did there used to be? And she said, no. I said, you've never had a guy work here named Mike? (laughs) No. And I said, okay. And she said, aren't you Jack (laughs) Loger? And I went, "Uh." because uh, my first thought was tell a lie, tell a lie because I you know, I don't want I didn't want my name attached to this because as Jessica explained to me you're going to look crazy if you walk into a business and demand to see an employee there who you claim looks exactly know. like you she said just can you not and I went I, I have to Jessica this is my quest so I thought that I could kind of slip in and slip out right. unnoticed and then I thought Right. Yes. Uh, years of television and radio broadcasting in this area probably give away. Going to give me away, mm-hmm. and it did. So I admitted it. Yes. Yes. I'm Jack Loger. All right. I know this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty weird. What was? so What I was just, her
1: response to being for you being Jack Loger?
2: Um why don't you get out, oh, I think okay. is uh, what was said. Uh, you saw so her slowly
1: reach under a desk and pull out a feeling, torch. She was feeling
2: around under the desk <laughs> for a weapon while she maintained eye contact with me. Yeah. Right, Mr. Panic
1: button, where is yeah. that?
2: <laughs> right this way, Mr. Crazy Person. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I, I don't know where we are in this saga now because there, there there's the guy I bumped into mm-hmm. Who claimed that I looked exactly like his buddy Mike? Identified this place as where Mike works. I go there. Mike doesn't work there and never has. Was so this, I don't know. Maybe this guy's just nuts.
1: Was this the same uh, location that was suggested on the text line yesterday? No. No. Okay, it was a different location. Yeah,
2: it was different. Okay. Yeah, because he told me right where this guy was.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Okay. I'm out of ideas, people. I've done all I can do. I, I went to a, a local retirement home and humiliated myself in front of a small group of strangers. I'm out of ideas. So if you have anything else I should do, well, that's fine. But I, I'm starting to think more and more of the guy I bumped into who told me that the original story was just nuts. I yeah. think he was just out of it. Yeah, maybe, yeah.
1: potentially. Well,
2: that's where I'm going with this. Let's talk about... The war at home. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what yeah, battles yeah, yeah, yeah. are raging at your house that are meaningless. Oh, move, move, move. God, y'all! <laughs> Absolutely nothing! Come on, Nicky Drake! Here's the thing. Every home has continuous wars. Absolutely. Some are bigger than others. Some are minor skirmishes. Skirmish. Uh, Some are full-out assaults. Assaults. You just never know home to home, Mm -hmm. okay? And this is what we want to get into here. Studio lines are open 888-777-6640. You can text us at 35651. I want to give you some examples here of what we're talking about, things that are tearing people apart uh, I know Jessica and I have a, a minor skirmish going on right now that I want to get into. And then also I was talking to one of my friends last night and he was telling me about this kind of endless skirmish that he has <laughs> with his wife. And I thought, that's kind of interesting because, you know, generally when you think about marital problems, you think about the big stuff. You think about sure. the infidelity. You think about, right. right? Disputes over raising the kids and stuff. But, but there are smaller things that still eat at people now. What's going on at my house is we cannot make a decision on when to put the flannel sheets on the bed.
1: Oh my gosh, same.
2: Same problem at your place.
1: It's just like, the well, the weather's not good. It's going to heat back up again. We can't do it yet. It's too early. Like right. I know it's going to be really cold tonight, but tomorrow it's not going to be. It's like, ugh, I just want to be comfortable. So
2: you're the one advocating for the flannel at your place?
1: I advocate for comfort at all times. Okay,
2: because I'm also the advocate of flannel sheets at my house. Mm-hmm. And Jessica makes the same argument. Yeah, but if you look ahead, it might be 18 degrees tonight, but three nights from now, it's going to be 45. And And we're going to be sweating. And and, and here's the way she plays it on me. It's not so much that she's concerned about herself. Mm -hmm. She knows that I'll be hot three days later.
1: So sweet of her. And here's the
2: thing. She's not wrong. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When she says, oh, you're going to love it on this 18 degree night, Mm -hmm. but... Three nights later, when it's 45, you're going to be in here tossing and turning and throwing the sheets off of you and moaning and groaning and making all kinds of noises <laughs> and keeping me awake. And I'm like, all of these things will happen. Yes, uh, that is correct. Maybe we just put the sheets on now and then we take them off in a couple of days. Really? Okay. So we just we can't get we can't get it done. <laughs> and every time we look ahead at the long term forecast and I see a 40 degree night, I'm like, well, crap! I'm never going to get these flannel sheets on. Right. Right? Okay. This is the war going on at my home. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the solution other than I have to admit she she makes sense what she's saying. And so I'm just kind of holding back. I'm waiting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think you'll pull the trigger on your flannel?
1: <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I would have done it already. The last couple of nights were really cold. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think I could have been fine with just doing an extra load of laundry and changing mm-hmm. the sheets again. And okay. I... I think next time, I'm. Whenever I see a freezing night in the forecast, I'm just gonna pull the trigger and do it. You're Even if go. it's just for one night.
2: You're just gonna go.
1: I'm just gonna do it.
2: All right. Now here's uh, what my friend is dealing with in his marriage, and and again, this sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> ketchup.
1: What ketchup? Like, are in, we talking like Hunts versus Heinz or? Oh no no no.
2: Keep it in the fridge. Keep it in the cabinet.
1: Oh refrigerate
2: it, cabinet.
1: That's their battle. That's
2: their battle. And they keep moving it back and forth from the, whoever uses it last, puts it wherever they think it should be, right? So he's, he's a ketchup in the fridge guy. And uh, if she uses it last, he's looking around in the refrigerator, can't find it, opens the cabinet, there it is. And he's like, we've been through this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is the war at your house? About absolutely nothing. Say it again, Nikki. Come
0: <laughs> on.
2: Uh, what is it good for? Nothing. Light them up. Let's talk to you about the war at your home. Seeing some interesting texts coming in here at three five six five one, talking about the war at home. What battle are you currently duking out at the house? That's minor and insignificant and ridiculous, but never seems to go away. And uh, seeing some interesting things here. So, Nikki and I are talking about how uh, we are both struggling in our marriages to get some flannel sheets put on the bed.
1: I'm just so cold.
2: I want the flannel at my house. Nikki wants the flannel at her house. I want to be cozy. I want to do a couple of quick texts here. Uh, Says this texter, my husband of 15 years won't even use flannel sheets. Count yourselves lucky.
1: Okay, look. I was in that camp. I was anti-flannel sheets for a very long time. I got a set... Last year. Mm -hmm. Just because I was like, you know what? Fine. Husband wants to try them. Let's just try them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm in love. Yeah. So just. Oh, it's a game changer. That's all you need, just one night in these flannel sheets?
2: It is a game changer. It is so comfortable. I mean, Mm -hmm. you are like a burrito in that bed. It is so hard to get up in the morning when that alarm goes off. If we've got flannel on the bed, it's all I can do to get moving.
0: Yeah. I feel like uh,
2: I've got a great big tongue wrapped around me. (laughs) It is wonderful. (laughs) And I don't mean a prickly cat tongue either. (laughs) Let me do one more text here. Uh, Somebody says, there's an easy fix to the flannel war. Jack sleeps at Nikki's and Nikki's husband sleeps at Jack's house. All we need to do is a little, little mate swapping, and we're good to go.
0: <laughs>
2: Studio line open at 888 6640 as we talk about the war at your house. And uh, people are really getting carried away with the flannel sheets talk here. Now, we do have some other wars that are currently raging in homes across the area, and I want to get to those wars. Uh, but I just wanted to mention this here. Says this texter about the flannel sheets. Do you guys sleep outside? <laughs> no matter the temperature outside, the temperature is always about the same inside your house.
1: Kind of. Yeah. My bedroom's cold for some reason. Always. Well,
2: yeah. No. I. That's a. That's a fair uh, question. And basically, it's a. It's a thermostat issue for us because mm-hmm. we we like to we like it cool in the house mm-hmm. so in the summertime we got the ac on at night you mm-hmm. know because we want to be comfortable when we're sleeping sure and then in the winter time you have to do that delicate dance with the thermostat because if you put it just at an inch too high it's going to kick on too often and you're going to get hot so right. what we do is air on side of caution and put it down a little bit lower uh, and that tends to drop it a little bit cooler than it normally is mm-hmm. and you offset that with flannel sheets
1: flannel sheets right Right. so
2: you can run the house a little cooler uh, and I generally run hotter anyway
1: I don't I run cold
2: well yeah that's what I mean I'm I'm hotter than Jessica so Dave would probably be warmer than you I imagine yeah
1: I've got you know battery operated heated slippers I've got a heated blanket that I can plug in I've got the heated gloves that I even wear here in the studio
2: yeah Yeah, that's exactly right
1: Yeah. Well so.
2: you know, you gotta keep that core temperature up for the fetus. That's why uh <laughs> Right. That's why women are, are cold. That's why our
1: extremities are so cold. That's
2: right. That's yeah. exactly right. And I, I'm like, Jessica, you're cold because of science. And she's like, I'm cold because the thermostat's too low. <laughs> we are talking about the war at home. You duking it out. You just can't get along. Over something, perhaps a minor skirmish, maybe a full-on war, but there are battles going on in homes all across North Central West Virginia, parts of Southern Pennsylvania, and yes, even in Maryland. And I assume outside of our listening area, there are also troubles. But uh, we're not concerned about those. We have right. We have you guys to focus on here. We're
1: more yes. We, yeah. We're if you don't listen you. to
2: the show, you're on your own. Now then. Studio lines are open, 888 Text's coming in at 35651. Uh, I know we're seeing some other examples here of uh, issues people are having in the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you get to those, Nikki, I wanted to mention somebody texted in uh, that we need to try fleece sheets.
1: Yeah, I've been Googling those.
2: Yeah, it's a game changer, says this texter.
1: They look like I might sweat.
2: Well, here's the thing. That's what we have on right now.
1: You have fleece.
2: That's what Jessica likes.
1: Oh. And
2: she is right. They're warm. Yeah, and they are comfortable, but I likes my flannel.
1: Oh, just Wait, give so me a taste
2: of the flannel in the wintertime is all I'm saying.
1: So the fleet, like the fleece, is is it warm enough? Or it is, yeah. Oh, you just prefer the flannel. Yeah, I just
2: like the flannel, and oh. and it doesn't have to be flannel year round. I mean, there's look you flannel do? is just tied right. to Christmas and winter time to me. It's uh, it's all very very mental.
1: This is gonna get complicated. Can you follow? could you do like the fitted sheet in one and then the flat sheet in the other Mm -hmm. so like maybe flannel on the bottom and then a flat sheet of fleece on top or vice versa i can't do it i
2: have to be touched Ah. by flannel on top and bottom oh okay it's very important Mm -hmm. that i'm surrounded by flannel
1: okay Look what I'm wearing! <laughs> I know you're wearing flannel right now. I'm just trying to come up with a compromise, or well, maybe maybe look, that would be a cozy solution for somebody else. I don't know. The
2: compromise is this: you give me a taste of the flannel, and mm-hmm. then you know we'll go to fleece, and we'll go to flannel. We, a week of fleece, a week of flannel. You okay. know, let's flip, let's throw flip it around. back and forth. Sure, yeah, let's take turns on the sheets. Do I need to get some fleece? Yes, they're pretty good. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you; they're pretty solid. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's let's get to uh, some other wars going on in other homes in the area. What are you seeing here?
1: Oh, gosh, 35651. Not locking my car. I park inside a locked garage behind a locked gated driveway up a two-mile gravel road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't think I would lock my car either.
2: So this person... They're duking it out with their spouse mm-hmm. over not locking the car that is inside a locked garage, Behind inside a, locked, a gated, gated driveway. driveway,
1: up a two-mile gravel road yeah. in the middle of nowhere.
2: Here, here's what I'm going to suggest to you. If you are the person who is insisting that this vehicle be locked, you need to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And what you need to realize
1: <laughs> uh-huh,
2: is that you're probably the problem here. Do um, they
1: also have a panic room?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, this, l- I'm concerned.
2: L- let me say that. Do you, ever, do you ever think something and know that, hey, I'm the odd man out here? Yes. You know that, sure, look, yeah. I, I know I'm the one being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And I have to accept that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm suggesting for this person's spouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It, and I'll give you an example. I get paranoid sometimes if I'm watching something weird downstairs before I go to bed. Some crime stuff, mm-hmm. you know, s- some, right? So I will lock every door between our garage. And our bedroom, including the bedroom door. So I'll lock the downstairs door between the garage and the living room. I'll lock the door at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. I'll lock our bedroom door when I go to bed. And you double and when, check all the windows. And when Jessica gets up in the morning, I hear her trying to like if it's a weekend or something, yeah. you know, I'm still in bed. I hear her trying to open the bedroom door <laughs> and I hear her go, clunk, clunk, All oh, it's locked. And then, you know, she unlocks it and she's, she knows that I've been watching something that has me freaked out. So I go to bed, I lock every door. Now with that said, I know that What I'm doing is insane. It doesn't make any sense. I get it.
1: So when you watch, so I don't
2: defend it to her. I don't go, yeah, but just I was scared. I just go, you're right. I was, I was paranoid.
1: Now, when you watch a scary movie about ghosts or possession or something, do you also have a priest on dial? Sure. Just so you can go to bed, you know, post exorcism.
2: I keep a bucket of holy water near the bed. Yeah. Yeah, just in case there's trouble. Whoosh. And when I get in bed, I go. Jessica, if you hear me uh, transforming uh, at night, being possessed by Satan, <laughs> throw this water, go to sleep. <laughs> All right. uh, Give me another one here. I see some people fighting about a toilet.
1: Yes. The the toilet seat exclamation marks galore. My husband leaves it up despite it being us and our two daughters in the home. I fell in the toilet eight months pregnant at 3 a.m., showered the toilet water off my bum and threw a fit dot dot dot. Nothing has changed.
2: Again, this guy, he's he's got to look at the situation. He's got to adjust. He needs to change. He needs to adjust that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense.
1: This may be an intervention thing.
2: Here's, maybe this will help. Okay. Okay. So in my house, it's just Jessica and me. Mm -hmm. All the toilet seats are down at all times. Same. Okay. Here's why. Snakes. If a snake manages (laughs) to get into the toilet, I don't want it getting out of the toilet. Jack and Nikki, North Central West Virginia's number one rated morning show, 102 WVAQ. There's a a trend that started pretty recently, and it seems to come around now every Christmas season, and it's called Scrooging, the dating trend for Christmas, and here's how it works. You are dating someone, and then the holidays roll around, and you break up with them to avoid spending money on them, having to purchase gifts Or spending time with their family that you don't want to be around. Sure. And then uh, after the holidays, you try to get them back.
1: Man, this seems like a lot of work.
2: This is a big gamble.
1: This is a huge gamble.
2: It's a big gamble. And the experts are weighing in, offering some signs to look for if someone is about to scrooge you Mm -hmm. during the holidays. Canceled plans.
1: Avoiding
2: your calls and texts. Frequent arguments. Yeah. Okay. If you see these things happening, you may be getting Scrooged for Christmas.
1: Mmm. Yes. Don't get Scrooged. Don't be the Scrooge. Like, uh, can't you just have a conversation and be like, hey, this year I don't want to do gifts or hey... I uh, am not comfortable getting gifts this year or anything along the lines of, hey, let's talk about this because I'm feeling anxious about the holidays, so I'm about to Scrooge you and I don't want to be a jerk.
2: Oh, go Scrooge yourself. (laughs) Studio lines are open as always, 888-777-6640. And you can text us at 35651 if you have been the recipient of a good Scrooging or maybe you've done the Scrooging yourself. We would like to talk to you because I am really interested in this. I see it as, in a long-term relationship, a huge gamble.
1: Yeah, it's just, oh, it's a problem. I
2: I have seen situations where you have people who just start dating, Mm -hmm. and that's a really awkward thing, too. Like, if you just start dating somebody right before the holidays, and then you have to decide what to get them. I mean, I assume you're going to get them something, especially if it's early on in the relationship. You really, you know, you want to you want to be impressive. You want to sure. get in there, right? But you don't want to overdo it because you don't want to look crazy. You know, you're with somebody for five weeks and you buy them a new car. Mm-hmm that may seem generous to you, but to them, it seems nuts. Okay. This person is way too invested in this. They bought a car. This is crazy. (laughs) But at the same time, you can't stop and get an ice scraper at the gas station on your way to the house. (laughs) Right. That looks bad too.
1: Right. You have to
2: find the right balance for Mm -hmm. the gift early on. And then of course, if you're in a a long-term relationship, let's say you've been with somebody for a year or two, and you're just too cheap to buy something or you don't want to be around their family and you are willing to actually break up with this person for three or four weeks and then go to cause
1: them pain well
2: no I mean your goal is not to hurt them your goal is to save money for yourself and not have to be around their family right so you're in thinking the process of, you will cause them pain yes yeah but that's not your goal no yeah but that is something that that will happen. Is, that's gonna, but yeah. you then say I'll come back around in January and I'll just repair this, and we'll just get on with it. That's a that's a big gamble mm-hmm. because they may not take you back. Mm-mm. And now you know you've saved a few bucks, and you've avoided the awkward conversation with their family. But but you're going to die alone. So mm. you know that's a that's a pretty big risk that you're taking there. Text us at three five six five one and tell us about the good hard scrooging you got <laughs> during the holidays, or maybe you scrooged somebody. Uh, how did it go? Yeah. Did this go did according to plan? Out? Yeah, did you get back together? I mean, you know, how did this work out?
1: Oh goodness, such you, a gamble! You
2: have to sell it too, right? You you have to, you you can't let them know that. This is what the plan is, is yeah. because you're trying to avoid things. You have to act like no, there's a legitimate reason for this breakup. It just mm-hmm. so happened that what it would the, happened well, how around would you, the holidays, right? Just total coincidence.
1: What All would right. that reason even be that's good enough? Well, like, let's
2: find out. Believable. You give it some thought. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We'll talk to you next. What are we seeing on the textual line here, Nikki, at 35651?
1: If you break up with someone because you don't want to be around their family, you deserve to be alone. That's screwed up.
2: <laughs> I, I tend to agree that... A
1: little bit. The
2: breaking up part is is too far. I, I mean, I I know people who have some just dreadful in-laws. that, mm-hmm. that and, and when they say, hey, I don't want to be around these people, I understand that, but... Um, you know, the breaking up part
1: seems extreme. That's extreme. Or is it like, are that person that you're dating could be so involved with their family? And you're like, well, maybe the breakup is actually a good thing. Like if you can't be around their family and they're not willing to not be around their family, Maybe this relationship won't work out.
2: Did you just suggest if they're not willing to abandon their family to be with you, then you shouldn't be together? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure I was uh, clear on what you're saying. Yeah. Okay.
1: What I mean, else? that makes sense, right?
2: For horrible people, sure. What else do you see on the text line? <laughs> if
1: they I'm just saying.
2: Ooh, only a self-centered narcissistic loser would do something like this. Okay. So if yeah. you're going to scrooge somebody, you would be a self-centered narcissistic loser.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that argument could be made. It's pretty self-centered. Yeah. To go, look, I can't be bothered to just spend a little time with their family and I'm too cheap to buy anything. So I'm out.
1: How far out do do you think the Scrooging has to be planned? Like, because when do you start shopping for a gift for your significant other? And then all of a sudden, if they're.
2: It dawns on you hey yeah. i don't want to buy this Either and i dawn don't want to be you, that you don't want
1: to buy it right. or oh my gosh i just got broken up with but i've already spent all this money on their christmas gift uh-huh.
2: i would say maybe if you're going to scrooge somebody it might dawn on you when you have the item in hand and you're at the store getting ready to go through the checkout and you look at the price of the item and then you look at the photo of him on your phone and then you look at the <laughs> price of the item and then you look back <laughs> at the photo of him yeah, on your phone yeah. and you go uh-huh. you know what screw this guy i'm going to scrooge him holiday season he's on his own and maybe i'll get him back in january and maybe i won't that's my guess i don't know i just have to take a stab at it i can't imagine doing this right i mean if i'm in love with somebody i am not letting go uh just because i don't like somebody in their family i don't give up that easy
1: you don't give up (laughs)
2: believe me i was chased away from uh, jessica's uh, house by her dad with a shotgun on several occasions and i kept coming back I want to scare the pants off you guys, but before I do, uh, one last text came in on this Scrooging for the holidays that I think we need to take a look at. I think this person makes a good point. Uh, Says this text, or breaking up with someone because you don't want to spend money on them or be around their family for the holidays. Might be okay. Whatever. But planning to try to win them back later makes you a psycho. (laughs) you know what i think that's excellent analysis yeah i would agree with that if you are of the opinion that look this person is not worth me spending my money on and i cannot stomach being around that family and you break up and that's it you're just broken up and gone fine you know what that's your decision to make if if they're not worth it to you and their family's that objectionable fine it is the attempt to win them back when the holidays are over part, that is the part that makes you a psycho.
1: Yeah. You, yeah, I really like it's this. It's premeditated dating back to, like, I don't know, it's premeditated something. Premeditated I don't Premeditated
2: like recuperation?
1: Maybe, I don't
2: know. Premeditated rejoinder? <laughs> I don't know. But listen, Texter, I appreciate that. That's solid. Uh, solid analysis. Now what I'd like to do is scare the pants off of you people. Oh yes! Because it's time now to delve into the world of artificial intelligence. <gasps> yes, it's intelligence that's artificial. Ooh. And what we have for you and your nist and pleasure this morning is the first AI singer, and the first AI song. This fell into my possession yesterday and I knew right away I must run Teldad Okay. and share it with the others. It is disturbing and I'm just going to let you listen to her introduction. Okay? okay. When I say her, I mean this is, this is AI. This is not a person who actually exists, but she will introduce herself and I want you to catch the name that she has generated for herself and then her story here. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here it is.
0: Hello world, my name is Anna Indiana and I'm so excited <laughs> to share my music with you. Uh-huh. Here's my first song, Betrayed by This Town. <laughs> As an AI singer-songwriter, Everything from the key, tempo, chord progression, melody notes, rhythm, lyrics, and my image and singing is auto-generated using
1: AI.
2: Okay, well, she's got the bragging part down, right. so she's going to fit into the pop scene pretty well. Sure. Anna, Indiana. Does
1: she have a another personality, like Hannah Montana? You yeah, know, well, she was, so.
2: her other personality is Alaska, Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is... Her song, Betrayed by This Town. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, pretty inspiring, upbeat stuff. Listen to this.
0: Sitting at my favorite cafe, sipping my tea, it's Saturday, thinking about all he's done to everyone. (laughs) <laughs> this town is full of broken dreams Gosh. Shattered hopes and silent screams yes. Somebody please help me Detrayed by this town <laughs> Let's tear it all down <laughs> We're all just destined to fall Lost it all. Uh,
2: okay, that's fine. She's been betrayed by the town. Yeah. Let's tear it all down, and uh, she's thinking about the the mm-hmm. guy and what he's done—not just to her, but to, to everyone.
1: Everyone. He's
2: scum. Mm. How about that?
1: Wow.
2: What do you make of that, Nikki? Drake?
1: That's uh, quite entertaining.
2: It's it's really interesting though, because AI, you know, to put this together would. Kind of scour pop culture and mm-hmm. pull from that, and so you know you get Anna Indiana, mm-hmm. and then you know a lot of the songs uh, that women sing are about how men are scum. So sure. you know, she's got that going, and then you know let's tear the town down. It, it's, so there's that. The
1: town is full of broken dreams. The town has somehow no betrayed her, and,
2: right? Yeah. So her her bad luck is the town's fault. the The men in her life are scum, and she's Anna Indiana. So
1: well, there's one man in her life that's scum yeah just one man
2: right okay (laughs) that's fine that's it that's the first ai song and uh, we sit and laugh now but you know probably five years from now you and i will be sitting here going "Mm meep Right. here is the latest hit from ai isn't it wonderful
0: jack and nikki on demand featuring jack loger and nikki drake with additional support from bewildered callers and random co-workers who stumble into the studio. Stream or download new episodes each week at wvaq.com and anywhere podcasts are available. For the fully immersive experience broadcast in digital, high-definition stereo, join Jack and Nikki live weekday mornings on 102 WVAQ.